Hello, welcome to the inaugural 2013 Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast. This is the week of January 7th. This is episode 177, and I am 57 years old. (laughs) I'm Chris Bevelo, president of Interval. We're the healthcare marketing firm that puts on the podcast. In studio today, we have Robert Prevo, senior account director. Uh, Adam Meyer, creative director. Katie Studer, content marketing specialist. Woo, new title for yes. Katie. <laughs> Officially 100% employed now, yes. not just an intern. 100%. Now who's going to take out the garbage and do the dishes? Because <laughs> she oh, did I'm that all kidding. the time before. <laughs> I only did that once, did you? It's you still piling up. By. People don't know if I'm joking or not. Hey, Jackie, can you hear us? Say hi. Jackie's over in the other room. We only have four mics, so somebody... Has to. She drew the short straw. <laughs> she also. No, I won't even say that. Okay. So, everybody have good holidays. Yeah, Great holidays. Nice. You bet. Relaxing. Yeah. Relaxing. Very relaxing. Yeah. It was nice to have it right in the middle of the week because then you get the whole week kind of. Yeah, it felt like it was slow. It felt like it was going to be weird, like Christmas on a Tuesday and New Year's Day on a Tuesday. But man, it was yeah. really allowed for a nice. It was really nice period of just chilling out. Our offices were closed all last week through yesterday. I guess we're recording on whatever, the second. Mm -hmm. Yep. But it was still pretty slow. I could tell most clients were closed and other people were closed too. So, Mm -hmm. well, that's good. Uh, Let's see. A couple updates. Don't forget to uh, follow us on our LinkedIn group. Now we have the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards LinkedIn group which is a transfer from the Joe Public LinkedIn group, which we'll probably have to close here mm-hmm. in a couple Heavy. weeks. Uh, but we post, uh, I think we try to post our podcast agenda on there in advance. We didn't do that this time because of the break. Yep. Uh, but that way people can kind of see that ahead of time and suggest things and give responses that we can read on air, mm-hmm. Yep. which would be nice. Uh, so follow us there. Also check out uh, a blog post that I wrote and posted like the day before everybody went away. Mm. So that's titled my Jerry Maguire memo to healthcare marketers. And we discussed this on the, the last, last podcast, yep. though we know a lot of people probably missed that because it posted over the holiday break. Um, but we really think you should read it. And it actually got a lot of nice feedback yeah, being yeah. that it posted right before the break. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to at least read you some comments. So Twitter, there was a number of Twitter tweets that redundant? <laughs> <laughs> I like um, who is this? At F at M Singh Bush one. I'm trying to find his actual name. How do you do this? What's the proper Twitter? The at? Are you trying to go to the at? Well, like if you want to, do you use your handle or the person's name? Oh. I, th- I think if if their name is on their profile, I think then it's fair game to use okay. their name as, in addition to yeah. it. Well, I don't know mm-hmm. him. And somewhere I saw his name and now I can't find it. Anyway, uh, his comment was, so who's coming with me? Well said, Chris. Which is great because I used Jerry Maguire, the movie, as my kind of lead-in for this. And I forgot that part of the scene where he grabs like the fish bowl. No. He's like, who's coming with me? <laughs> That's how I should have finished the blog post. See who's coming with us on this anti-mass advertising rant. Uh, Susan Solomon, who's an old friend and client, said, here, here, oh, thank you, Chris. She was very effusive in her thanks. Uh, Have a leap tag. Hooray, good for you for saying what needs to be said. I'm not sure everyone disagrees. Sometimes the politics become overwhelming, as you discussed about the physicians. 
The bottom line is awareness campaigns are dumb in an era where you can truly record and track data through the web. Besides, there are cheaper digital ads you can buy that can build awareness than erecting a billboard. So that was good. So the story, if you haven't read it, is basically saying we need to stop our addiction to mass advertising. Mm -hmm. Because in in some circumstances, it makes sense, but the vast majority of times, hospitals use it. It's an utter waste of billboard space. You're better off just leaving it where it says this space blank or you're at here, <laughs> right? <laughs> Let's see. Um, I'll read one more from Eric Brody. Chris, I feel your pain. We're, we've even both spoken about this, but I'll come at it from another standpoint, though you might consider this two sides of the same coin. Rather than attack traditional mass advertising, which does have its place alongside other alongside other digital mobile social activities. Mm -hmm. Let's put this in the context of what I call, quote, marketing that matters, unquote. This is an idea to which everyone should be able to agree. Marketing that matters is marketing that in and of itself adds value to people's lives. And this, I believe, is how we should evaluate the worth of our marketing. The examples you cite, I fully agree, do nothing, and that's all in capital letters, to make a difference in people's lives. Unless you consider interrupting or annoying making a difference, I'd include totally disregarding, but that has no impact whatsoever. The only marketing that can deliver any kind of ROI must move people to action. Action being the operative word because it starts with the marketer's actions, which always speak louder than words. Imagine if this were the benchmark through which a marketing program was evaluated before it even saw the light of day. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It becomes the mass advertising police. <laughs> being called to another egregious billboard. <laughs> another b- billboard we burned down there. Yeah, that's right. So anyway, read the, po- read the post, leave us more messages. I'm, I'm fully expecting to hear from uh, folks who will say, but, but wait, what about this ad campaign? Because I hear this when I speak every once in a while. We ran this mass ad campaign, and it did this for us. Uh, and certainly there are times when mass advertising can be effective. But in so many of those cases, I'm, I try to be polite and just say, well, that's good for you. But I really would like to see how they've measured works and whether they can really pinpoint, you know, hey, we increased this volume or we had this, this, this effect uh, and really tie it back to a mass campaign and, mm-hmm. and not look at some other reason. And I'm sure there are examples. Love to hear from people or ad agencies who mm-hmm. hate me for posting this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So that's the updates. On to our first story. We have two stories. Uh, the first one is, to, who posted this one? Me. I think Katie found this one. Katie yeah, did. I did. It's called 2013, The Internet of Things Delivered Via Smartphone. Smartphone. And it's from a VB slash mobile. What's VB? VentureBeat. VentureBeat. Yes. Which is a, what is this, like a blog, a um, website? No, or? it's a website. I think it's mostly technology trends. Is that correct? Uh, you know, I only really run across VentureBeat articles when somebody links to it. So I've never followed them to yeah, know exactly what they're says, all about. I'm trying to load the homepage. It says tech. People. <laughs> Just a bunch yeah. of tech people. Anyhow. I think there's another word, but it's taking a minute to load. Yeah, our oh, internet yeah. is this crazy <laughs> slow today. Tech yeah. people money. That's Funny that we're says. talking about the internet of things and we, our internet <laughs> sucks it. All right, so this story is, who wants to pick up this story? Who, who, can, who can encapsulate this? Well, Katie, you posted it. Okay. It's all on yeah, you. <laughs> I, I can do this. Um, so the article is called The Internet of Things Delivered Via Smartphone. And it talks a lot about, well, it talks a lot about the, the year 2013 is going to be this. And it talks about electronic devices that you can control through your smartphone and um, things like uh, 
home theater remote controls, music systems, refrigerators, yada, yada, basically a ton of different stuff. I know you guys, I think you guys said that you might have an air conditioning system that you control with your smartphones. Is that right? Uh, So a bunch of stuff like that. And it talks about how 2013 is going to take this to a whole new level with everything being connected via your smartphone. Um, So, yeah, I just thought it was kind of interesting um, and was trying to think of it in terms of a healthcare way of how these kind of things could apply. I know they mentioned Fitbit, which is like a weight loss program, which is kind of similar. It tracks your weight and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Um, It's not necessarily an electronic device, but um, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, it itself is because it's a little pedometer device that you keep on you. Okay. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. And then sense it syncs on your like your Wi-Fi and sends its data to the servers, and then you can monitor it all through the app on your phone. Cool. Um, but yeah, I've got. I mean, I'm trying to think. I know Robert, you are your new home will have the Nest. Is that yeah, right? Yeah. So we're we're in the process of looking at basically having kind of a connected home. We're doing some renovation on our on our house, and so. As Katie mentioned, the the big thing that we're looking at is being able to control the thermostat. Mm-hmm. And so the Nest thermostat, we're looking at whether we do that or another brand. But whichever brand we choose, we're going to be able to control it from our smartphone. Yep. And then along with that, uh, music as well. You know, a couple of the brands that they mentioned in here, Sonos is a kind of a popular one. And so using that um, system for your for your um, Music in your home is, is a really simple app. And so, yeah, just trying to get everything connected on our phones. Yep. It's yep. kind of the way the way everything's going. Yeah. Well, right now in our house, we are home theater set up. So we have an Apple TV on every TV. And then we stream from a little mini server. And we use our phones for controlling all of that. So there, um, we don't have the whole house wired up with Sonos. But we do have, I, I always, I have to have music in the bathroom. So we had speakers in the ceiling in the bathroom. <laughs> TMI, dude. <laughs> no, it's, just, it's nice. I don't, I, it's nice to, to like be able to listen to it. Or what do you? <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to be able to listen to like a morning show or something while you're getting ready in the morning. So we've got speakers in there, and then I've got a little Bluetooth device that powers the amp, that goes to the amp that powers those speakers, um, and then we just use like Spotify or uh, iHeartRadio. Um, I would like to put like a little iPad our iPod uh, Nano Mini? What the heck is the new one? Or that? Not the smallest one, but kind um, of the the main iPod. I can't remember what the hell the name of it is. Touch? No, not the Touch. Because it's it, the, the one that actually has an FM tuner built into it. I think it's the Min, the Nano, I think. I'd have to look at it again. I'm not sure. But I would like to like actually have an FM tuner in the bathroom for, the, for those speakers. So anyway, but we'll use our phone for that now. Um, on my Christmas list, I did have some, I did have the light bulbs from GE that are controllable with your phone. I did not get them, so I'll probably end up getting them myself at some point this year. Um, we don't have the thermostat, though I have considered putting a Nest into our house for that. I don't know. I'm trying to think of what else we have. I would love for absolutely everything in the house to be controlled by my phone. And that's the way yeah. it's going. I mean, most of these programs use Z-Wave, so it's your simple wireless home network, and you can just anything that can be automated can be added. So... You know, the system that we're looking at includes lights and locks. Mm-hmm. Locks would be a nice one. Like, oh, did I lock the door when I left this morning? Like, oh, here nice. we go. Check. Well, the other thing we have, we do have cam- we have little cameras in each of the kids' rooms. They're both still very young. One's an infant. We have a camera on their crib with audio. And then our three-year-old, and we'll probably get rid of that one there because he's getting old enough. We don't really need to watch him. But man, is that awesome to be able to just pull your phone out and see if they're tossing and turning or if they're sitting up and crying or what I just listen to them. I mean, it's mm-hmm. amazingly handy. Yeah. And I have a little camera on the front door because 
almost all the time when somebody knocks on our door, it's a solicitor for something. (laughs) Well, the last paragraph of this article actually says, it is likely that every room of a home will have a four inch or seven inch smart device mounted as a control panel for lights, music, and more. Soon, flipping a switch will sound as archaic as dialing a telephone. But But why? Right. What's the difference? Well, I don't know why. Why would you need a panel in your right, room? Right. I would not want that. That's that's like having a light switch. I agree. Right. I thought that was yeah, a strange. Yeah. The whole article talks about having having right. your smartphone to control all these things, right. and it's like, we'll mount it to the wall. That takes the article like in a totally different. <laughs> yeah. like, that like now he's stepping backwards rather than yeah. going forward. And it's yeah. a little aggressive to say soon flipping a light switch will sound as archaic as dialing a phone. Yeah, right. That's right. going to take twenty years yeah. before that's the case because. They're Not still going to be going to run out and do like Robert, you know, renovate and at the same time make it a, a smart house. Right. Ninety percent of the houses will have light switches in twenty years. That's my guess. And yeah, I, I, I think they will right, in anyway. 10 years. What's that? I, I mean, that's. It seems to me that light, like light switches, <laughs> you're going to pull out your phone and find the app. Right. Yeah, that seems really silly. That's Just turn the light on. <laughs> Hit the switch. Right, back to the ninety percent. I think there'll be light switches. I think no. light switches will live on for de- yeah. decades to come. So how does this tie to healthcare? Did we try to? Yeah, well, I, I think the clear connection is that we keep harping on mobile because it, when we talk about right. people's browsing habits and shopping habits going there, but life is going there. I mean, it's not just that people go there for their email and stuff. They are doing every damn thing that can be done on their phone. People are doing it and they're finding value in it. And that's the way it's going. So this is, this is more, you know, if you need more proof, that you should be seriously considering um, mobile, not only in your marketing strategy, but in your overall business strategy. Um, I, man, this is got it. This is this is it. Right. I mean, when people are investing a lot of money in their phone because you do so much more than just talk and email and text, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so people are spending are willing to spend five, six hundred dollars on a phone because it use it for everything. Yeah, and you don't even have to. I mean, yeah. you can get the free Android phones yeah. will do, you know, all of this stuff as well. Mm-hmm. And I mean you the free iPhone will do this stuff. But to your right. to your point, I mean Yeah, it's a yep. This it, guy is it's a weird article. It is kind of weird. He's got a he's got a set statement here. I just caught this one. He's talking about the Sonos deal. One quagmire that many users run into is that it can be hard to add a device to a home network, okay, and then connect a smartphone to the device. It can sometimes take a while for a smartphone to find and log into a home Wi-Fi network. Really? I, mean, I guess I haven't had that problem. I mean, maybe yeah, it's maybe the device. I could see like a washing machine, but not and a I, smartphone. If he's talking like really kind of for the people who are very unfamiliar with the process, and you know, I think everybody in this, uh, you know, everybody here talking on the show today is pretty comfortable with technology and getting mm-hmm. onto a Wi-Fi network with whatever device they have. My parents. Yeah, my dad certainly is. My mom, maybe not so much, and people of that age, maybe not. But, um, you know, as those people, as they continue to retire, and as you know, people like us continue to age, I don't. I think those hurdles are going to be fewer and fewer and far between. Mm-hmm. Well, another tie to healthcare that I was actually thinking real quick is in the clinical setting. Yeah, having like a nurse be able to check up on patients from their smartphone or control and monitor things. I think um, that's already happening. And, yeah. and I don't know if it's smartphone mm-hmm. or if it's like independent devices that like diabetics have that, mm-hmm. that record and send in their or heart monitors. There's a lot mm-hmm. of things mm-hmm. like that that do that, but it's not through your smartphone. Yeah. I think there probably are some mm-hmm. through the smartphone. We should find some of those. Well, and there's still also kind of that, the question of, 
you know, a number of units, you go to a hospital, depending on what floor you're going to visit somebody on, um, you might see signs still that say you cannot use your phone Mm -hmm. here. You must shut it off. Um, there's that, that seems to be stirring the the whole thing with airlines where you can't have your iPad out Mm -hmm. or your iPhone, you know, when the, or whatever tablet or phone you have during takeoff, you know, until they get to a certain altitude because it might bring down the plane or whatever. It's like, Mm -hmm. uh, the other argument is that it's, uh, could be a projectile if something goes wrong. Well, so is an 11 pound book, but dude next to me can apparently have that out. Right. So I'd rather get hit in the head with an iPad than his, you know, tome. <laughs> so I don't know. The, the arguments against technology are are, are going in, in those settings, and I think you're going to see it vanishing in the hospital mm-hmm. setting as well, just because they're going to be commonplace. Mm-hmm. And you know, like, like with the with the airline industry, it, an iPad's not going to bring down a plane. It's been shown time and time again. Probably also not going to shut off somebody's heart monitor. Um, I guess I'm not going to say it won't. So yeah. be don't, don't use our show as uh, your, <laughs> well, guess, we are not lawyers. Yeah. A lot of disclaimer at the end of this. <laughs> they do talk about privacy, though. I guess like hackers, that could be a concern with that's when awesome. You're, when you're they're going to hack your home network and like <laughs> turn your light switches off and on. <laughs> but like in the <laughs> clinical setting, like when you're who knows, yeah, well, someone I, can control. I suppose it's things. possible, but it really comes down to network security too. In that sense, mm-hmm. I mean, if your network isn't secure, that's on the organization. Um, but man, I mean, that, that is a concern, but it can't be what holds anybody back Mm -hmm. from getting into this because it's going there. I mean, there's already like one of the, who, somebody, uh, high up in the government just came out like a few months ago and he was like our biggest national threat right now. And it's something we have to get address is cyber terrorism. And he talked about how our entire infrastructure is on, is on the network, you know, and, and it's easy to hack. You can hack in and you shut down our water supply, turn off electricity anywhere. You can do all of this just by hacking into, you know, into various networks. So everything is already there. Everything's going there in healthcare. Um, you know, it would be pretty amazing if all of a sudden we did a 180 and it wasn't going that way. Um, so point is get on, get on board because that's where we're going. Well, and, I, and to that point, this reminds me of something I read in Vanity Fair. It was hilarious. And then we'll move to the next subject. It was a, it was a comedy issue, and they talked about freaks and geeks, which I never saw that, but it was supposed to be amazing. I want to go watch it on yeah. Netflix now. But they talked about how it really it had one season, and it struggled because they put it on these terrible time slots and yep. didn't support it, and um, they were doing anything they could, like the director and the writer, just to try to save it. And they created a website, and I think this was the late nineties, mm-hmm. and. The the brass, the suits, yep. wouldn't let them advertise the website <laughs> I saw this. because they didn't want people going to the website because they were scared they were going to lose viewers. Mm-hmm. Right. So they didn't want people to, literally the quote said, <laughs> they didn't want people to learn about the internet, to go to the internet because they were so scared what it was going to do to TV. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that hilarious yeah. in retrospect to think that they were like, honestly thinking they could, no, don't advertise it because somebody could go find out that there's an internet and <laughs> yeah. then they won't watch TV again, but... Things are moving. Yes, you can't stop. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Two. Number two. The best and worst brand identities of 2012. Now, we've, this is from, um, well, it's from brand new. Somebody, Adam, I'll probably ask you to give a background of who this is. We have talked about some of these over the year, Pat, last year. Um, and we don't need to touch on all of them, but they have roughly 10 to 12 of the worst identity changes and 10 to 12 of the best. Who is brand new? Is it, a respected, mm-hmm. or is it just somebody who's done this and well, has a big it's, following? It's, it's a blog on underconsideration.com. Let me just read you the, uh, 
little extra little blurb on the homepage there of that. Um, so what is this? A graphic design enterprise that runs a network of blogs, publishes books, organizes live events, and judges competitions and designs for clients. Uh, and you can go on to read more. But that's basically what under consideration is. It's a it's a it's not necessarily one person, but it's a it's a number of voices in one place. Um, and the the brand new is a blog that um, we've followed for quite a while because it really talks about some uh, it keeps you up to date on a lot of the brands that have uh, evolved um, or are just hitting the scene. Um, yeah, so if you're I mean if you're looking for a resource to stay on top of that kind of stuff, this is this is kind of the quintessential place to, to get that information. Yeah. But it's just, is it one dude's opinion or uh, this, for this, it's a yes, poll result, this, right? This blog, this blog, um, on, on underconsideration.com brand new is, is one voice. It's one dude who goes through this stuff. But, it, but, but I think the ratings that we're going over are based on poll numbers because they're provided. These might be, yeah, I'm not sure, but and, the, and typically yeah. it's just his opinion on various brand identity. Changes. And there's always some really great comments too. People are really engaged with the blog. It's a good community. Yeah. yeah unlike you know, YouTube blog. and other places, this is a good place to actually see some constructive mm-hmm. conversation. So let's each pick out one from the best and one from the worst. I'll start looking at the best. We'll go with the best. Um, but not necessarily that you like it because I'm going to, I'm going to pick on one here. Number nine is called best use of iceberg in a logo award. And it's for New Zealand. Oh, I misread it. New Zealand Antarctic Institute. Okay. Now I'm going to back off. I thought it was for <laughs> New Zealand. I'm like, why would New Zealand want a logo that right. promotes, but it's for the Antarctic Institute. Yep. Um, and that is a very clever, it's basically a square, that's got a square inside of it, but the square inside of it's tilted 45 degrees. So it looks like a diamond. And then there's a lot, it basically looks like the square inside is an iceberg or it's and floating. And you see the top, the top portion yeah. sticking out and then the, the, the vast majority of it is underwater. Right. And it's called the New Zealand Antarctic Institute. So they're playing off the spoof of the iceberg. So that's pretty clever. It's kind of, um, I'm going to say the usability of this must be horrid. Because the the icon itself, if the, if the icon itself was without the words in it, and maybe right. it shows that way. But they actually have the name New Zealand Institute of I can't even read it. New Zealand, right? It's tiny. Antarctic Research Institute inside. I'm going to bring up the original post where he'll probably show a, no, a number of applications for it. Yeah. Um. So anyway, clever clever icon, but hopefully they'll. They don't use it with the words inside of it because on my screen, and the icon's probably an inch big, which is fairly big. Um, you know that wouldn't work in social media at all. Yeah, the demonstration, the places where it's demonstrated in in use, um, it's all used for very. It's very large in all those settings, like on the front of a book, on the web. Their website, it's really big, and the words um, are inside every time. Yeah, but it's really it's huge. It's used huge. Well, that's what I mean. But that doesn't but, work everywhere. No, but that's what I, that's. I, I'm just saying that's the only examples they've provided. Oh, to your point, convenient. It's going to be um, it's going to be a difficult mark to to use, uh, you know, as your Twitter avatar or on Facebook. But if they're if they're not there and have no intention to being in those places, then maybe that's not a concern for them. Yeah, I mean, I'm I, googling them now. It doesn't look like they're on Facebook actually. But now that kind of goes against the, the nice post that you wrote about a month ago, Adam. Oh, uh, not necessarily. I mean that 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 post is all about if if you're a brand that plans to use <clears throat> these tools, then they, you know, you need to factor that into your, um, is your there a brand, brand that you would recommend not use social media? I don't know. 
I, it, I mean, maybe, maybe I, we'd, no. have to, we'd have to know about the what CIA. the brand is. I mean, if you're if you're purely like B two B or something, there might not be a lot of value in it. I don't know. I mean, it really depends on the organization. Okay. So who's next? I am a big fan of the USA Today logo. Yeah, I think it's just very simple, and I think a lot of these that are recognized as some of the best. That's what it's all about. It's simplification, and so they've really capitalized really on their their color the blue dot and i think it's just really clean and they've carried it through in other applications uh, in the newspaper which is pretty cool which yeah is good. i there um i i totally agree I, I think that 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 was actually the one i was going to pick too so i'll just piggyback on you robert um i absolutely love it and if you look at some of the uses like they have things coming in they use the dot in a number of creative ways um, you know, and i think he made a point in his original article about that rebrand that a lot of people have tried to use a circle or a dot, if you will, um, just unsuccessfully. And these, this isn't a good example of someone who really pulled it off. Um, I'm also going to give them uh, big props for kind of reinventing the way, or reimagining the way that a, a news website could be. Um, I don't necessarily use them as my primary news source, but man, if you compare, go to usatoday.com and then go to like cnn.com or Reuters or, you know, where Al Jazeera or wherever you want to get your news from, Fox, and all of uh, every single one that I just said, with the exception of USA Today, feels like the same damn annoying, busy, ugly website. Whereas USA Today feels fresh; it feels very visually rich. Um, the inf- information actually has like a hierarchy, so that your eye kind of follows through it, and you know what's important, what's secondary, what's tertiary. Um, most of which you can't figure out on those other websites. Everything has like the same level of importance for whatever reason, uh, except the ads probably come to the, the to the forefront in those sites, unfortunately. Or fortunately, I guess, for the advertisers. Um, so yeah, USA Today, awesome, awesome job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, my favorite one on this list, well, actually, I like a lot of them, but Microsoft really stands out to me. Um, I think one reason is because I kind of, I've just like become so used to that logo now that they use with the, it's the, the square with the four colors and then Microsoft. Um, I feel like they've been doing a lot of ad campaigns, so maybe that's why. But the one before was the like italicized, bold Microsoft word, which is just kind of really awful. Dated. It's pretty dated. Yeah. And so I think it's really nice. I think it's simple. And actually, the poll results don't show that people really liked it. Yeah. Which surprises me, I guess, because um, I think it's a huge improvement. The interesting thing about that mark, though, is that that icon wasn't Microsoft's icon before. It was the Windows logo because it's a window. It's an abstract window. And it used to have kind of a little trail coming after it. It used to have kind of a wave to the top and bottom. It kind of had a flip up. Yeah. It it did like a little little curve thing on top and bottom. It almost looked like a flag. Um, So now it's clean. It's just these squares. They use it really on their packaging. It's got like a very interesting um, angle to it rather than just being straight on. So they're really taking some... you know, they're, they're an organization now, I don't know if they were before, um, that really, man, you, you, you talk, I mean, there are times where we've had ideas that an organization could take their brand in a certain direction, or we proposed some flexibility in their brand identity when we were creating it um, with, with the few identities we've done recently. We used to do a lot more. Um, but we would show them ways they could use the mark creatively. And a lot of times there'd be like this pushback, like, oh, no, no, you know, there has to be like really rigid rules. You can't, you know, you can't take the icon and use it in this creative way. Um, and Microsoft shows, hey, this is a really, we're, we're not, we're not going to, we're, we're going to let this thing live and breathe. It's going to have a life of its own. Mm-hmm. Um, you see them take the mark and use it at, at, at cool, interesting angles on the front of their packaging. Um, I, I think they did an awesome job yeah, with it. And, and it's, but it's interesting that that mark that was once Windows <sighs> is now micro, is now 
for Microsoft. Right. Um, that is especially since Microsoft is kind of, you know, Windows has been their thing for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, Office 2, of course, but now they're getting in with tablets and stuff, getting into the hardware and their phones, getting into the hardware space themselves. Um, so we'll see if that mark continues mm-hmm. to, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's doesn't necessarily, it's not a window per se. It's an abstract mm-hmm. window. So it's not like it screams windows to anybody who never knew that that's what it was for. So, right. Okay. So now let's go around the circle and quickly do our worst. So which one is the worst? So there's 12 worst ones in there. Again, I could, Robert, I'll leave one that you brought up to you. All the right. first one on there. Um, I'm going to pick on state farm. <laughs> Well, not pick on them, I mean, just kind of pile on, I guess. The, the comment here says, I really wonder if at any point in this redesign process, no one ever asked, quote, doesn't the logo look like eggs, unquote? <laughs> Especially considering how many questions like this you hear in an identity project. The logo went from serving a purpose, framing the three insurance offerings, auto, fire, and life, to mere meaningless decoration. So basically what State Farm does, everybody's probably familiar with their logo, though nobody could probably describe it without right. seeing it's it. An, it's like three circles of stuff. In but in a square right? yeah, yeah. that say auto, does it say, does the square say something? I don't even know what it says in those things. It's I'm, so small. It up here. Probably auto, fire, and something insurance. And then State Farm. And basically all they did was they kept the State Farm almost exactly the same, a little bit updated, but the the square logo that had the three circles inside it with words, they stripped out the words, got rid of the square, and just made the circles bigger. And actually, in the circles, there might be words. I don't see any. I think it just looks like three beans. No, look at the up. look. There's there literally is something inside the circles. In the old one, is in there the some, old one? Right, not the new one though. It looks right. Like. And I probably was the auto fire, whatever. Yeah. So here's my first of all. It does look horrid. It looks like eggs. I think that's a very apt it description. Um, it also makes me laugh because we did a fake logo on Weekly Probe <laughs> for a GI clinic, and it reminds me of that. A little pile of turds. <laughs> little pile of turds. <laughs> and also, it kind of reminds me of the, like, when Arby's, which is on this list too, said they were, you know, they felt like this represented their brand promise, which was freshly sliced beef if the slicing was the key right and so state farm here clearly is thinking it's very important that we keep these three circles which right. represent auto fire and life right and i don't i haven't looked at state farm and you know they're actually my insurer but i'm fairly certain that they have a lot more to offer than auto fire and life right Fire insurance? Does anyone even get fire insurance anymore? It's not even called that. Isn't it? It's I, called homeowners. homeowners. I was going to say, yeah. I assume that's just part of my, I should probably review my homeowner's policy, <laughs> but I assume it's part of it. It's probably home and life is what the three things I mean, are. What but else would happen to my house if it didn't burn down? I mean, they probably have disability <laughs> insurance and health right, insurance right. and all kinds of other things. So why would they feel the need to, to stick with the three? Why? To me, I would just drop that whole icon. Yeah, I agree. But that, so that was mine. So the one that I, that's listed in the worst is the new Brooklyn Nets uh, NBA basketball team logo. And I actually I actually kind of like it. Yeah, me too. I and really like it too. They, yeah. it, so they were the New Jersey Nets. It was kind of a blue logo. Turn to the side. It's got a little kind of halo around it. It is. It's pretty bad. It's the bad. Pretty bad. I mean, it looks like something out of like the 80s. Yeah. It's so dated. It's so, it's so dated at this point. And the new one is black and white. <clears throat> It's kind of retro. It looks more like kind of a shield or kind of a badge. It looks like something like out of the fifties or forties yeah. or something. And, I think. And you know, as a as a, an NBA fan, I've I've seen their jerseys. They actually look pretty cool. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, I think it's been a 
a good change. Their actually. merchandise with this thing on it looks really cool. I mean, it's got that nice retro look mm-hmm. and feel to it. I, I, I'm digging it. I like yep. it. Yeah, I do too. So I'm, I'm glad you. Even well, we you, have a theory for why he doesn't like it. Remember, because uh, it's created by Jay Z. Oh, that could. So be. It's, it could just be <laughs> oh, yeah, the arrogant of you know the arrogance of a designer going well. You you're know, who's Jay Z to claim he knows design? Right. I think it. I think it looks great. I, I love like it. it. I like it too. Um, my hated one, which is his number one, and I'm going to roll with it too. And it's not because it doesn't look good. It's because we talk about when brands collide, um, is the new Comcast mark. Um, and if you're not familiar, Comcast bought NBC, um, and their new mark is Comcast in like, looks Futura or Century Gothic or something to typeface. Uh, with the NBC peacock above it, on it, un, unchanged from what it was before, just the NBC peacock above the word Comcast. Now, Comcast is probably—I I haven't looked at any brand surveys lately to know who's like the most hated brand out there. But good God, they've got to be like in the top ten of brands that people hate. They've improved because oh they went through a huge customer service initiative a few years ago using social media, and they got a lot of kudos for it. So I think they've actually improved quite a bit all right but i but, still think that yeah. they're because because it's one of those things that people are forced to use them right so people don't like that right. to start yeah. right but then and then to take nbc the nbc peacock which is kind of one i mean it's been around it's forever iconic. it's yeah. iconic it's been around since the dawn of color television <laughs> um and it's it's nbc it's nothing else that peacock is nbc don't go putting that thing on anything else i mean and because you Consumers, I mean, we develop relationships with brands. You know, we, you know, I think we we kind of cringe at the word relationship, but over t- especially over time, with something that old, man, you kind of grow. I don't know. You I mean you get it? You get attached to things. You're like, that's this is something, and now you're telling me it's something different. I just, I to me, it's a big turnoff because NBC is kind of like always where I've gone to from news ever since I can. For, all, for as long as I can remember. I mean, I remember as a kid having a, a crappy little color TV in my room and I would fall asleep watching um, the news. And then like uh, Carson would come on, Johnny Carson would come on after that, which was probably Jay Leno for most of my childhood, to be honest. But Johnny Carson was there for a while. And then Cheers would come on, I think right away, either before it or after it, I can't remember. Um, but when I wouldn't fall asleep right away, I'd lay there as like, you know, as a 10-year-old watching those things. So, I mean, I grew up with NBC, the NBC Peacock, and now it's crammed on top of something yeah. that I don't exactly enjoy. Maybe they're trying to get people who like NBC to have more positive feelings. I'm comments. sure they're trying. Have you seen that? Did you read the original post? This makes it even more egregious. It shows the brand architecture for Comcast. It's ridiculous. Oh, let me take a look. There's six, six different things. Like Xfinity mm-hmm. is their consumer cable yeah. and yeah. internet service. Completely no Comcast, I, which I don't is intentional. Get, I, don't, I don't get the whole setup, though. I mean, That's I different. That NBC either. Universal is its own logo without the peacock. Comcast, the one you just talked about, does not have the Comcast circle. Yep. But Comcast Spotlight, whatever the hell that is, does. and Comcast Spectator do and those have different treatments even though they sound like they're the same kind of type of entity and then there's comcast ventures which is a completely different i mean utterly different logo yeah and name treatment yeah, yeah what the bad well that's a mess it's, bad. it's a real head scratcher yeah. <laughs> all right katie one more and then okay. we're gonna roll this has been a long quick. one mine is number 11 and i don't know how to say the museum names that'll like or something it's a museum oh, it's an wow. art museum in amsterdam yeah 
And this is the one that drew my attention right away. It the first their logo originally was just some red type, really simple type. Yep. And then the redone one has this name of the museum shaped into the S and shaped into an S. So it's pretty difficult to read. Um, and I just think it's awful. Um, I think it's difficult to read. Yeah. I think it's ugly. Um, I get their idea. I just looked at their Facebook and like, it's a really contemporary art museum, white walls with like really, um, boxy art. I don't know. I'm not good with art types, but, um, so I don't know. I get what they're going for, but I think it's really awful. And I don't think it looks good on social media either. I like um, the the comment from the guy. A few readers claim that I just didn't get it or I didn't see yeah. the genius in this. <laughs> Maybe I don't and can live with that. What I do know is that I can't look at this and not shiver. <laughs> well, yeah, and, the, and when you look at through some of the examples that they're using for like wayfinding within the museum itself, I mean, I guess maybe in a museum you have the luxury of getting a little funky and creative with your wayfinding. Although I would say, and maybe it's just because I've worked with an healthcare long enough to know that, man, you've got to be crystal freaking clear with your wayfinding because that is mm-hmm. maddening to be mm-hmm. in, a, in a hospital specifically and not be able to find your way around. Um, I guess you're kind of a little more relaxed when you're in a museum. So maybe you are fine with being pissed that you can't find the exhibit you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um but if, if the justification there is, is, wow, look at the cool things we can do with our wayfinding with this approach, it's like, uh, wrong, because that's a headache. And it's not even good. I mean, you can't, I don't know. You mean, it's, it's like, I don't know if it's Helvetica or what typeface they're using, but you can't just line up some of these letters in, in these lines or these S shapes and expect them to like play nice together, because yeah. they don't. No. And I kind of like the original logo. Maybe if they just stacked it or something. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously they're trying to be creative with it, but this is like creativity for creativity's sake and not for, you know, Mm -hmm. anything else. All right. Well, those are good ones for people to go check out because there's a lot more that we didn't cover. Some good yeah, stuff. Let us know your favorites in your Czech Republic. Your, and, yeah, and that one's a good one too. So bad. We are restricting <laughs> our 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 feedback to the ones he had in his list. I'm sure there are a ton of other rebrands that uh, were equally as good or equally as bad as the ones that were here. So yeah. if there are any other ones you know of, let us know. Yeah. All right. So should we wrap it up? Yeah. Hey, I don't think we tossed out the other places to follow us in the intro, did we? We no, talked about we'll the just LinkedIn. Toss them group. Out now. We've so got the five people that stuck through that whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we? Twitter. Is that what you're talking about? Twitter. Twitter. We're at Interval Crew. Hashtag AHMB. Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards. Yep. Um, Facebook. And Facebook. Yep. Interval. So Think Interval. Think, Think Interval. interval. Facebook.com slash Think Interval. And of course, we're at thinkinterval.com. So you can find us there and you can follow right. the podcast there. iTunes. We're on iTunes. Mm-hmm. ChrisBevelo.com. ChrisBevelo.com. <laughs> Which is where you find the blog post that I talked about before. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everywhere, so LinkedIn just, group. Yeah, we mentioned us. that, right? Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. We we never we don't pimp our stuff well enough. We always just assume people are going to find it. I think so. We got to yeah. get in 2013. We will be better pimps. <laughs> That's a great resolution. <laughs> we'll be pimping, big pimping, and pimping hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For the, so for the arrogant healthcare marketing pimping bastards, <laughs> this is Chris Bevelo, Robert Prevo, Adam Meyer, Katie Streeter. We will talk to you next time. <laughs>